0: Thank you, ladies. That was a great reminder that he is always with us. He walks with us, he talks with us, and he lets us know that we are his own. We're so glad that you've joined us for worship today on this uh, bright, cloudy day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm reminded of the hymn that says, there is sunshine in my soul today. And I hope that all of you have the sunshine in your soul, even though we cannot see it outside today, because of God's great love and his mercy and his grace. But we're glad you're here thank you for joining us for worship today and uh we hope you feel god's presence all of you and if you're a guest we welcome you thank you for joining us and i'll remind you that there's a gift for you out on the welcome center as you go out if you'll just go by the end of the welcome center and pick up one of those bags that has a gift and has some information and if you have questions there's sometimes there are people out there that can answer those questions but We're all happy to answer any questions that you have, and if we don't have the answers, we'll find the answers for you. But thank you so much for being here. Thank all of you who have joined us by live stream. We welcome you, and we pray for you that you feel God's presence as we worship him today in spirit and in truth. Why don't you stand and take a moment to greet those around you and let them know you're glad to worship, and then we'll sing, He Keeps Me Singing. join as we sing together. He keeps me singing as I go. as we continue in worship together. If
1: you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old boys, tell the same old lies If you're trying to fill the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better mind If you've got pain He's a pain
2: Why you ever chose me? It's always been a mystery. All my life.
3: We're going to start that one over. All right. <laughs> Thank you all Satan cannot keep you silent <laughs> and we have victory in Jesus thank you all for that powerful message and song thank you for being here again on this rainy Sunday morning we pray that you have felt the presence of the Lord as you come into this place and know we are all imperfect but Jesus is perfect when we keep our eyes on him there's no fault in Christ so I'm so grateful for his mercy and his grace thank you for your presence here today i welcome you i welcome those watching on live stream or youtube so thankful that you are worshiping with us every week there's an opportunity if you feel led by the holy spirit to come to this altar and pray you can kneel you can stand you can pray for yourself a family member or friend wherever you're worshiping this morning can be your altar but I just invite you, if you feel led, to come join me as we pray together. will not you come pray with me this morning? together God how great it is to be in your house with family of faith singing praise to you fellowshipping together worshiping together father praying together and Lord we come now before you humbling ourselves asking that you would lift us up father I want to pray a special prayer for these gathered at the altar others praying from their seats, people praying from their homes or on vacation, wherever they might be. We pray, God, that they might feel your presence and your supernatural strength, your power and your love. Father, we pray for folks who are grieving. Lord, we ask that you would just bring comfort and strength to them. Father, we pray for the family of Patricia Jones that might feel your comfort in their loss father we pray for folks that are in the hospital or those that are battling for their lives we know god you're the great healer and the great physician and if it be your will to bring healing on this side of eternity we pray god for your will to be done and for healing lord that your name might be glorified and the people might be saved as a result of your divine power. Father, we pray for others, maybe families going through marital problems. Maybe it's someone here that that needs to have a chain of addiction broken or depression or loneliness or guilt of sin. Oh, God, set the captive free, I pray, and heal them, deliver them, Lord. Father, I pray for this situation with Ukraine and Russia. Father, we pray that you would just bring peace and, Father, bring healing. Father, bless all those who are fleeing and and families that are in danger. Protect them, Lord, and be with our leaders as they make decisions, God, and, and our part in supporting and helping. Father, we pray for folks that are waiting for test results, that you would bring a good report, God, because you are able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine according to the Spirit that is at work in us. Father, we pray for this country that you would bring great revival and spiritual awakening, and may it begin in our hearts and in our homes and in our churches. Father, we praise you and thank you that this pandemic, we pray, is coming to a close and people are coming back to church and getting back together. Oh, God, we pray for victory in Christ and that Satan would have no glory. Father, we ask that your spirit would continue to move through this service. If there are those here or watching that have never given their heart and life to Jesus, that today might be the day of salvation, that your Holy Spirit might touch them and convict them and draw them to you. Father, we just pray that you would bless our musicians as they continue to play and sing and lead. And Father, speak through your word and through your servant. Speak through me, God. Use me as an instrument of your peace and your love. And Father, we'll just praise you and thank you for the victories we trust you to bring. We commit this service to you. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bible, would you turn with me to Matthew chapter 6? As you're doing that, I'm grateful that our choir is here to lead us today. Thank you all for being here, and we hear you prayerfully after the reading of God's Word. Begin with verse 19 of Matthew chapter 6. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where malls and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the word of the Lord, and blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you all for leading so beautifully and thank God for his grace and that we can be born again through the love and forgiveness of Jesus Christ and through his grace. I always like to share a little humor to get you ready to hear more important things. And maybe you remember hearing this story, a farmer called the church office and the secretary answered and the farmer said, could I speak to the, the head hog of the trough? And the secretary said, excuse me? He said, could I speak to the head hog of the trough? And she said indignantly, well, sir, if you are referring to our beloved minister, you may refer to him as reverend or pastor or brother, but certainly not head hog at the trough. The farmer said, oh, okay, I understand. He said, well, you see, I just sold a couple of sows, and I was considering giving $10,000 to your building fund. She goes, sir, wait just a minute. I think I see Porky walking in now. For the last several weeks, actually, we began this new year by starting a series called Rebuilding God's Way. And we've been looking at principles to help us rebuild God's church after this long and devastating pandemic. Last week, if you were here, we talked about the importance of fellowship. We learned that fellowship is communion and community and share participation with one another and we all need fellowship with god and as followers of christ and family we also need fellowship with one another if you like basketball then this is the season for you there's been a lot of basketball on tv over the weekend i'd be willing to say several of you watched some of the basketball games that were going on and I don't know if you, and if you're a basketball fan, it's great. If you're not, sorry about your luck, because this is that time of year. But I don't know if you've ever heard a coach being interviewed at halftime or maybe in a post-game interview when they might say, our hearts just weren't in it. Our hearts just weren't in it. Now, what do they mean when they say our hearts were just not in it. They weren't in it. Well, usually that refers to someone's enthusiasm, their interest, their passion is not there. And as a result, maybe they lose the game because their hearts just weren't in it. I've heard that used many different times in many different circumstances. Maybe in a marriage, my heart just didn't in it. In a relationship, you know, my heart just was not in it maybe schoolwork, student my heart just wasn't in it's why i couldn't make a good grade maybe it's been at your work you know i'm looking for work my heart just not in even in ministry my heart just isn't in it it's when somebody has lost their passion for what they are doing and i pray today that you would understand the importance of the devotion of our hearts and whatever we're doing and i pray it's serving and worshiping our lord and savior jesus christ but today in our scripture we see jesus preaching from that great sermon on the mount which is found in matthew's chapters 5 through 7. this great sermon could have been many sermons combined together for this one message or it may have been one really uh, powerfully long message but many believe it was a compilation of several sermons put together. This message has been called the Manifesto of the King or the Magna Carta of the Kingdom. It's been called the Ordination Address to the Twelve Disciples. But Jesus was somewhere on the sloping hills of the Sea of Galilee when he was speaking, teaching, preaching to his disciples and a great multitude of people had gathered. Now, the call for moral and ethical uh, excellence was so high that some people dismissed it as totally impossible to live out. They said, there's no way. This, This standard that Jesus gave was so high, the call, the demand of it was so high that it really cannot be expected to be lived out. But the truth is, we can't live it out on our own strength, but we can through the help and the power of the Holy Spirit. We can live it out in our lives. And really, Jesus was giving a standard to be a follower of his. So many times when, to use analogy again for sports, you know, a coach gives a preseason talk to all those going out for the team, many times tries to scare them to death to see how serious they are about really playing this long season and going through the the hard practices and the amount of work and the amount of time so many times people are like well I don't think I really want to do it. same thing about living for Christ sometimes people when they hear the demands they go I mm, I don't I don't think so I don't really want to my heart really is not in it enough to follow him in that way and today really these verses that we read jesus is talking about what's in our hearts really i think he's saying what's most important to you and what's most important to me today's principle is one that we probably don't talk about too often but it's one certainly needs to be addressed as stewardship when you think about stewardship Stewardship is, is when we are given the uh, responsibility to manage uh, something that has been entrusted to us. Maybe it's our time, maybe it's our talent, maybe it's our resources. We have been given something entrusted to us, and now how we manage it is our stewardship. Stewardship. And today, I pray through this passage of Scripture, we would be reminded of what is most important, and we would see where our hearts really are. Is your heart or are our hearts set on earthly things, on earthly things? In verse 19 in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where malls and vermin do destroy and thieves break in and steal well jesus uses three uh pictures of wealth in palestine at this time the first one he said do not store up where malls can destroy well for wealthy folks in the east they might have fine and elaborate clothing stored away and you know what happens when a moth can get in it can ruin the value of the garment or it can destroy it I remember a few years ago going to my closet and there was a a wool coat down in the in the back of my closet and I went to put it on to wear it and there was a hole in it because a moth had gotten in then I understood why my parents used to put mothballs in the closet. Do you all ever remember putting mothballs? You'd smell people wearing their overcoats to church. They smell like mothballs. Well, they were trying to protect their clothes from getting holes in them, from moths eating into the garment. But Jesus said, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths do destroy and And I always grew up with this verse saying, rust does destroy. This is vermin does destroy. And the the picture is of, a again, a a farmer, someone storing up grain or corn, and a vermin would be a, a rat or mice or worms that would come in and eat away. And that's what it really means, whether it's rust eating away or a vermin eating away. Eating away your wealth. Your grain, your corn. I, I thought about my father-in-law uh, not too long ago, had a tractor that was stored, and, and he tried to start it, and it wouldn't start wouldn't start. The wires had been eaten by mice or, or by rats. And uh, they were hungry, I guess, to be eating those wires. And you think about, these were valuable items that were quickly destroyed. And where thieves break in and steal well palestinian houses were built out of baked clay and so someone's at work and they've got some gold or a treasure in their house someone could literally dig through the wall break in and steal the treasure and jesus said look to avoid these kind of things do not store up for yourselves Treasures on earth where moths and rust or vermin destroy and thieves break in and steal. And so these things are all temporary. You understand that there's no permanency in these items. And even though Ford, uh, what, has had one of their slogans, built to last. And that Ford that says built to last. Well, it really doesn't last forever and we can't take our things with us. And that's what we find out in this passage of Scripture. As a matter of fact, Paul says in, in Scripture that you do not take, bring anything into the world, and you can take nothing out of it. Well, you've heard Mother say, misusing this Scripture, I brought you into the world, and I can take you out. Well, that's not what that scripture means. <laughs> because really, it's in First Timothy uh, chapter six, verse seven, Paul says, For you brought nothing into this world, and you can take nothing out with you. And then he goes on to say in verse 10 of 1 Timothy chapter 6, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some eager for money have wandered from the faith and have pierced themselves with many griefs. So again, money itself is not sinful. If you have money and and you have things, but it becomes sinful when you desire it more than you desire God. And when you place it above all your other desires. These are earthly things again, that, that we cannot take with us. And uh, as a matter of fact, in Hebrews 13, 5, says we are to uh, free ourselves from the love of money, is what the Hebrew writer said, because so many times that becomes our priority. I've jokingly shared this story on more than one occasion, but years ago, and forgive me for those of you all have heard it, but there was a sweet little lady, a member of our church that lived out on Versailles Road. She lived in that house right there in front of Starbucks Coffee, as you're going out of Frankfurt into Jed. And her name was Viola Alexander. We called her Dido, and Dido uh, was a sweet, sweet lady. And and I went to visit Dido one one day, and uh, when I went to visit Dido, she was a sweet, sweet again lady, and. She had these big blue eyes and had her hair back in a bun. And she I can still see her right now. I said, Dido, that was her name. She was I said, Dido, how are you doing? She said, I'm mad at you. <laughs> I said, Dido, what what are you mad about? What, what's wrong? She goes, I'm mad at you because you said in your sermon, my wife would be saying, talk in your normal voice. Don't try to talk like. <laughs> She said, I'm mad at you because you said in your sermon last Sunday that you don't see any hearses pulling you hauls to the cemetery. And she said, you know how much I love my stuff. <laughs> and I said, well, Dotto, you you really can't take your stuff with it. She had all these beautiful antiques in her home. She had these china dolls that she collected all over the house and and all these beautiful things and she was clear to say how much she loved her stuff said dotto where you're going you're not going to need your stuff there'll be beautiful mansions and streets of gold where you're going you don't need your stuff but i i've never forgotten and i used that uh, illustration that her. Funeral when she passed because it was so funny. You know I love my stuff. <laughs> well, some of you all are here today and you really love your stuff. What is it that you are storing up? Is it is it all your money in homes? Is it in cars? Is it uh, in sports? Is it in adult toys like four wheelers and boats? What what are you really? investing in, are you laying up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and thieves break in and steal, or is what is most important to you are eternal things, eternal things, but rather store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where Malls and rusts do not destroy where thieves break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So how do we lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven? Well, to lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven, I think the very first thing we need to do is we need to seek God first do you remember in matthew chapter six again a part of this great sermon on the mount do you remember when when jesus was talking about do not worry do not worry about your uh life or your uh, body what you will wear or, or what you will eat or drink you remember he shared all these things about do not worry who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life and do you remember what jesus said in in Matthew 6, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things will be given or added unto you. We are to seek first. That's how we're laying up for ourselves treasures in heaven when we seek him first and his righteousness and all these other needs will be given unto us. But how many of us put him way down here and everything else above him on our priority list? Then we wonder why our lives fall apart. We wonder why our children rebel. and We wonder why uh, things happen as they are because he's not in the picture. We are to seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and all these other things will be given unto us. But I also think we're storing up for ourselves treasures in heaven when we have the right heart and the right mind we have the right heart and the right mind. In Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 and 2, Paul wrote, "Therefore since you have been raised with Christ, that's that's if you have been crucified with Christ." Paul in Galatians 2:20 says, "I am crucified with Christ; therefore I no longer live, but Christ Jesus now lives in me." That's assuming we've crucified our old sinful lives with Jesus when he died on the cross. Since we are dead to sin, we rise to walk in newness of life. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. But he says, since you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Then he says in verse 2, set your minds on things above not on earthly things so we must set our hearts and our minds on things above and and you say well i I don't understand well the things that we set our hearts and minds on above are eternal but the things that are on this earth are temporary and they don't last so we should set our hearts and minds. paul said in, in that great verse philippians Uh, Chapter 8, when he said that we are to uh, allow, after that passage of Scripture, we are to have our minds filled with true and noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable things. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. That's the proper way to set our minds on things above. And so many of us have our minds set again on earthly things where there's disappointment. But then another way that we can set our hearts and minds on things above and we can lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven is by giving kindness and generosity to others, giving kindness and generosity to others. I, I think about in the early church when the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 2 that we've referred to a lot through this series. I think about in verse 45 of Acts 2, it said, They sold their possessions and property and gave to anyone who had need. You know, they were constantly giving to other people. And Paul said in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, But when you give, do not give uh, out of reluctantly or under compulsion, but God loves a cheerful giver. We are to give because of our love for him and our love for people. We give to meet a need. then I think about when Jesus used the story of the rich young ruler in Mark chapter 10. You remember that story, verse 17? And this rich young ruler came up to Jesus and he said, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Do you remember what Jesus said to him? In verse 21 it said, When Jesus saw him, he loved him. And he said, There's one thing you lack. Go sell everything You have, go sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and then you will have treasures in heaven and then come follow me. And you remember what happened? His face fell and he walked away sad because he loved his money more than he did Jesus. He loved his stuff more than he did his relationship a potential relationship with jesus christ now look i'm as uncomfortable talking about this stuff as you are listening to it but i have to tell you and i was i was reading out of uh bob russell's book when god builds a church he was talking about how you know he used to hate to preach on stewardship and how you know He would get people to say, the one Sunday I brought a friend to church with me, the very first Sunday, and and you were talking about money, now they'll never want to come back. Well, I can tell you, this pastor very rarely talks about it, even though Jesus, more than half of the parables in the scripture are about possessions and rewards than anything else. And it's part of our job as Christians to be good stewards of what God has given us. Look, David said in Psalm 24, 1, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all the people who live in it. We are all just borrowing what is God's already. This is God's. Somebody else is going to live in the house that you live in someday. Somebody else is going to drive the car unless you wreck it. Somebody else is going to play golf with your golf club. Somebody else is going to fish out of your boat. Somebody else is going to take your stuff, but the one thing that lasts forever is our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing. And look, if you have depended on your stuff or your sports or your toys to bring you happiness, you're going to be doomed for disappointment because those are all temporary. But when we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus... He's eternal, and He's the only one that can bring true joy and happiness. And I've said it over and over. I I could be dirt poor and be the happiest person as long as I have my wife, my children, my church. That's what's most important. I've shared it until you are sick of hearing it. I've told my parents when my dad was still alive and even my mom now, Mom, I don't care about getting your stuff when you pass I would rather have you than your stuff any day. But yet families are divided at funeral homes because of the will and, and the inheritance and fighting over stuff when people are so much more important than the things we argue and fight over. And I'm so grateful that during this season, you all have been so faithful to give as a church. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Well, we took up an offering for the Lottie Moon International Mission Offering to go help foreign missionaries. And uh, we collected over $15,000 through your generosity walking to the manger to help missionaries spread the good news of Jesus Christ. That's making an eternal investment in sharing the gospel. We took up a collection to help tornado victims in western Kentucky and collected nearly $15,000 to give to the Kentucky Baptist Disaster Relief to go help folks that had devastation from the tornado. You know, I don't post these things and, and all that. I mean, really, that's between you and us and the Lord, but I just want to thank you for your faithfulness in giving. We, we had a benevolence offering a few weeks ago and also collected money to help with the family who had their home to burn down. And that one Sunday, just after a service, we collected over $6,000 to go help those folks and to help all, all the people we try to help beyond these walls. I mean, I can name all the different ministries that you faithfully give to, and because there's more of you, we are able to help in a bigger way in helping spread the good news of Jesus and by helping people they are less fortunate than you or me. And so I'm so grateful that we're a giving church and that God has blessed us. And during this whole pandemic, even when I was preaching to an empty church, I've told you that your tithes and offerings continued to come in. We had a few dips, but overall we stayed steady through two years of difficulty and hardship that wouldn't have been possible without your faithfulness. I thank you, we thank you that you support the ministries of this church and everything that we try to do in helping people through their difficult times. But I want to close by sharing a story. Uh, I shared this on a Wednesday night at our prayer meeting where I was playing basketball over in our gym, the Cross Center one night and there was a young man and if you were here on a Wednesday you heard me share and he was young I thought he was high school age and and I started uh joking with him, building relationship with him. And uh this is when the weather was cold, and and uh after we played, and certainly it was dark, he was walking down Duckers Road, and he was, you know, he was in shorts and like just a, a little sweatshirt or t-shirt, and and I called him by his name. I'd ask him his name, and we were playing ball, and I said, Hey man, do you need a ride? And he said, Sure, well he just lived down the road here at this little trailer park just across the bridge and I I took him home and and tried to found out he was just in middle school. He wasn't high school at all. He was young. And uh when I got him to his home he said, "Do you think I could come to that church sometime?" I said, "Our church for could you come to, I said, sure you can come to this church, you are welcome at this church anytime and I've seen him back playing ball, I haven't seen him yet but, in here but I had just this past Wednesday, one of our fine church members to come up and say to me, they remembered that story and said, Todd, have you seen that, that young man back at the gym playing ball, I said, you know, I after that particular night, I've seen him once or twice and they said, Well, I want to pay his membership and I want him to know he can come over to this gym and this church anytime play for free. I want to sponsor, him. I wanna I wanna scholarship him to where he doesn't have to pay a membership fee, which we never want that to stop anyone from being able to use our facility or gym, whether you have the money or not, you are welcome. To come to this church or come to the gym and experience the fellowship and the fun that, that God has blessed us with. But really, today I want to close by asking you this: where is your heart? You're saying I'm just not just not feeling it anymore. You know what? When we made a commitment to Jesus, we committed to whether we feel it or not. We're committed, same way in a marriage. I've just I don't know how many times I've heard couples say, "I, you know, I love them, but I'm just not in love with them. When you make a commitment to say I do, you stay together whether you feel like it or not. That's what marriage is. There's up and downs, rocky roads. Same in a church family. We are all imperfect people. We're going to have good, bad, and ugly times. Families fight, families argue, but at the end, we love each other and we move forward. And we are the people that God wants us to be. So I want to ask you again, what's most important to you? And where is your heart? If you're investing in earthly things, you're headed down a road of disappointment. But if you're investing in eternal things, you will be blessed beyond measure. So wherever your heart is or wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be also may we pray together father i pray right now in the stillness of this moment that if there are some men and women in this place or young people that have never given their hearts and lives to jesus that is the greatest investment that will last for eternity when we invest in someone's spiritual life and i pray god today that if there are men and women or young people or children or people watching online that have never Stored up for themselves treasures in heaven. May this be the day. Forgive me, God, and us, when we place things and stuff before our relationship with you and our commitment to you and our commitment to your church. And Father, I pray that we would never put anything before our relationship with you. And Father, I pray today if someone would want to come and pray and invite Jesus to come into their heart that this would be the day of salvation. Lord, I pray for folks maybe that are Christians, but they've grown cold, and and Father, they've grown discouraged, and, and Father, they've grown bitter or angry. Oh, God, remove it and restore them, Father, and bring them back to you, and they would recommit to follow you from this point forward. Lord, I pray for folks that have been looking for a church family. Um, We are not perfect, and I'm certainly not perfect, but we try to keep the focus on you, seeking you first and your righteousness, knowing that all these other things, all these other things we worry about and fret about will be given, added unto us. But Father, I pray today that our heart would be with you and that we would surrender it all to you so that we might experience the beauty father of eternal life in jesus name i pray amen i'm going to invite you if you're in this place to stand and come as we sing a hymn of invitation for those of you watching please contact us if we can pray with you about your decision but won't you come as we sing together Amen. I want to thank you all for coming out on a rainy Sunday morning to worship God together. How great it has been to be with you all, to see some of you all back for the very first time after this uh, crazy pandemic. We welcome you back. For those of you all who are guests, we welcome you, hope and pray that you will come back and see us. I promise I will not be talking about stewardship next week unless the lord leads me to do otherwise but the plan is not to speak on this again for a while but thank you all for worshiping please know that we have youth activities tonight there's some special speakers are going to be here to speak with our boys and girls about dating you don't want to miss it as well as activities for the children we do have some bible studies going on tonight but the one praying scriptures over your children Is canceled for tonight. We'll pick back up next week. But thank you all so much for being here today. Know how much God loves you, and we love you too. I hope you have a beautiful rest of the day, no matter what the weather is, that you would have a beautiful day. Bill, as you lead us in a closing song. we pray. God, thank you for the bond we share, the love of Jesus. I pray you would bless every person as they go from this place. Bless those watching that you would give us a a safe and great week where we're investing in the eternal lives of others. In Jesus' name, amen.